Hold on. I'm not gonna be able to do it this week. <laughs> oh god, this. Oh god, suck. these bottles. This openers. is why I get Miller Lite. <laughs> yeah, there's no. That was the sound of a lid hitting the table, and then that's all my keys because my bottle opener's on my keychain. Hey, Julie, Julie cheers. Cheers. We did that. Uh, hey. I am Allison Shoemaker. And I am Julie Starbird. And we're going to skip having a bit at the beginning because that was just, if you had seen it, it would be, it, we'd play Yakety Sax again. If you had seen it, it was another like, <laughs> Allison and Julie try to get, the, it's, that's what we get for buying fancy beer. I know. Uh, tonight's, or this afternoon's, we're recording on a beautiful Sunday afternoon in Chicago. Um, uh, this week's Podlander Drunkcast is brought to you unofficially because we paid for it ourselves by Bell's Two-Hearted Ale, brooded, bro- blah, 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 brewed and bottled by Bell's Brewery in Comstock, Michigan. And also later, if we get to it, which we will, Beguile Brewing Company's Blonde, that's brewed here in Chicago, Illinois. Not far from the studio. That's yeah, right. we could just make a little walk there. Guys, Hyper-local. sorry, we'll be right back. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we decided that we needed good beers for this one because this episode, who who needs a drink? Rough. So this was season two, episode seven. The episode title is Faith. Faith. Oh. Um, note to Kelly before we really get into the dirty business. Uh, Sophie disagrees with you. Re the Outlander theme music. Sophie, if you'll remember, is Julie's cat, the one that you could hear meowing <laughs> all through the episode that we recorded in her kitchen. Um, when we were lit after D&D. Um, and when we watched yesterday, um, Sophie was sleeping in a little blanket cocoon. <laughs> and then the theme song started and she just went, meow. And watched the, and watched whole, the thing. whole thing. So, Kelly, you're And she's wrong. deaf, so maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she just liked the swirly kilts and shit. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, I gotta get my notes in order. I was too busy having all my feelings when we were watching. So, so Julie, mm-hmm. what, is, what is Faith about? Well, faith is about lots of things. It's ve- it's about um, losing a child. It's about assaulting a child. It is about uh, a marriage rent apart, rent asunder, and re. What's is what do you do with lace? Tatting, tatting. You tat lace. Re tatted. <laughs> So <laughs> it's the it's the tatting, it's the of, tatting. The, of the Fraser marriage tatting, but um, yeah, this was a very uh, somber episode. There's not a lot of hijinks or fun stuff. I mean, Louis' stuff is pretty fun, and we'll get there. But yeah, but it's fun like it's like juicy, not fun yeah. like. There's no this. The only negative thing that I can really say about this episode, other than that, it made me very upset. Mm-hmm. Um, in a good way, but it made me very upset. Uh, is that there was absolutely no pamplemousse. You know what? You're right. Really, it was a crying shame. It's a loss. That's a loss. Uh, well, it's okay. They're going back to Scotland. Murta's going to be able to let let his balls fly free again. That's true. <laughs> Back he's to gonna miss. Commando. He's gonna miss Suzette though. Yeah. Oh, Suzette broke my heart in this one too. Yeah. I, this episode feels a little bit like they were like, well, if this is gonna be our last episode in France, which we don't know for sure, but based on the preview for next week, it seems pretty clear that this is the last episode in France um, for this season anyway. Um, 
that they were just going to give every single French actor on the show a moment. Yeah. Like at least one. Like yep. Suzette got a moment, a great moment. And mm-hmm. um, what's his name? Marcus? Is that his Magnus? name? Magnus. Magnus. Yeah, the like, I don't know, butler, head I of house? I think he's something. the butler. The head guy, yeah. God, that that was the moment that got Neil, Julie's husband, really good. He's like, is it, is it dusty in here? <laughs> Magnus. Uh, um, so it yeah. opened with, you know, I'm always ready for the little teaser thing. You remember the old wagon wheel and the blah, blah, and then the torches and then whatever. So I'm always eyes out at the very beginning to see what hint they're going to give me about what happens. And there was no hint. Instead... <laughs> There was um, the future, and it is a tiny little girl with bright red hair who is very obviously Claire's daughter in Boston in 1954. 1954. So we get a little flash forward for a hot minute. She's in a library and uh, reading about birds. And that's actually how I knew it was modern before they even showed anyone is because the books, you see the books before you see anything else, and they're all like really modern textbook looking like Audubon like, photos. Like look retro and, to us. Yeah. But are obviously very newfangled. Yeah, right. And so there she is. Little baby Fraser who lives in the future. In the future. <laughs> because when we go back to the past, no. Uh, so I'm going to take a second because we got to talk about this kid for a second. Um, anyone who has not read the books and doesn't want to know anything about that child, just go ahead and like plug your ears and go, nah, 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 wait a minute. Wait, what about me? What if I don't want to know? I already told you this. Oh. That's the thing we talked about yesterday. I was fucking drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We'll have, we'll have Janine. Janine, can we put like a tone or something in to let them know when it's safe to listen again? Something. Yeah. Just, you can just go beep. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be 30 seconds or so. So plug your ears now. And Here's, here's the tone. Beep. Great. So, um, so that for people who've read the books and for those who don't give a fuck, I'm not going to tell you anything about this person other than that's Brianna, and she's a very major character in the story, um, including in this book. And I have no idea what they're going to do adaptation-wise, but in book two, which Stars also refers to season two as book two, which I think is really cool. It says Outlander book two, which I just think is fabulous. Anyway. She's actually a major character in this. The adult her is a major mm-hmm. character in this book. Um, so, yeah, take from that what you will, but but you will see more of Brianna in the future, and that's Brianna. Um, and it also, she's got great kid teeth. She was, like, missing a tooth and stuff. I love it. Oh, yeah. Do that. Uh, go ahead, Janine. Be Okay, you're safe now. Um, you don't have to know about future mystery kid. Um, I love that it was very clearly uh like after that shot there was that heron and it was so beautiful and then we went to that like beautiful ugly shot of claire all sweaty and pale and like ethereal looking on the hospital bed uh and i was like oh so this is the emmy episode so this is this is uh katrina who we're just going to keep calling catriona balfi um calpurnia mc Something, Some, but um, it's clearly like her Emmy episode. And you know what? Damn it. She deserves one. She was she did so good. Very, very well in this episode. Like really brave, brave acting. And there's nothing funny to say about it. Like Mm-mm. there's not a touch of vanity. Really like, she, I, she, she went just for killed it. it. <laughs> she just, ki- oh God, that's a bad choice of words. 
um, she she did a great 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 job. It was very painful to watch, and I appreciate. I um, next week we'll have a guest host again, uh, Allison Hendricks. Two Allisons. It's going to be hilarious. Um, and uh, well, Julie is in Arkansas. Um, and I had brunch with Allison this morning, and we were talking about the episode, and she said something that she really appreciated, which it didn't even occur to me, is that there are so rarely miscarriage stories on television mm-hmm. or in film where it's not like kind of a secret thing that just gets talked about after the fact or it's mostly met with silence. And this is like, no, all of the ugliness of this woman losing her baby and almost dying from it and the people, mostly women, not but not exclusively around her who help her get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was very, very powerful and kind of important. And mm-hmm. I feel silly saying that on Podlander Drunkcast and Outlander Podcast. It's important. But it was important. It's like pregnant sex. It's just oh, yeah. like things, um, happenings in the female experience that don't get a lot of attention. And so it's nice when they do. Yeah, totally. So she is being operated on in the good old days before soap and water. And I just can't even deal, like, she's all out of it, right? So they've drugged her up with whatever weird tincture they they gave to her because she's kind of, everything's kind of cloudy. But we've got our man, the executioner slash doctor, elbow deep in blood. Yeah, he's, by the way, a good guy. He doesn't seem like it on the show, which I think is funny. I know, they keep making him, they keep making him give people the stink eye in like a real weird way. I think maybe they just cast like one of those actors with a great face. Well, he is, Anyway, he's, he's, I'm team Monsieur Foyer. Foyer, Foyer, or whatever we call (laughs) him. So he's got his sleeves rolled up, bloody, it's horrible. There's that shot where you see it on her thighs. Madame Latour, Madame Hildegard. Mother Hildegard, Mother Hildegard is being all awesome and calming, and then we kind of pull up to an overhead shot, and you realize that she is laying on her back with her dress hiked up to her stomach and her knees bent out like a frog and there's just blood all over the bed between her legs and all over her legs and they're all running around with like dirty ass implements it's terrifying (laughs) so that's how the show opens yeah that's that's how it starts we see a cute kid and then we go right into that um Oof. And there's also, I, I, I take it back. I said there was only one thing that I, that I had to, bad to say about this episode, and that was that there was no Myrta. But um, I have to admit that the, the breaking Madonna thing was a bit just, much Just too much? When it came too back, much. I was fine with it. When it was silent and you couldn't hear it breaking, you were like, I didn't mind that it was there. I actually wrote, Madonna breaks symbolism much yeah it that's kind of how it felt yeah that's that was yeah i was like uh it was fine when the statue was there although when she said she also lost a child i wanted claire to be like that's a fucking fictional character you bitch i wanted claire to launch herself across the bed and grab her around the throat just choke her out a little bit except for mother hildegard you never would god francis de la tour hey cheers to her Just another person who just annihilated it this episode. So Janine is cheersing too. He didn't even see the episode, but he knows. He can tell that's how good she was. He you can sense it. So well about her, so She's really oh, good. God, it's just that that soothing voice and all of the kind things. She has that great speech where she says that um, she baptized her and named her Faith, and they buried. And that's, that's illegal. Right. She broke the damn law for Claire Ugh. in that she baptized a stillborn baby and gave it a name so that it could have a quote proper Christian burial and that's big news because it's against the law and the nun just straight up did it yep so it was really she's good she was great um there's also like there uh, it's obviously not a direct reference but when she sits up when Claire sits up and starts feeling her stomach 
before she start yelling, where's my baby, where's my baby? Um, all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is a scene from Kill Bill. It's totally oh, a scene yeah. from Kill Bill. When Uma Thurman sits up and all this, and granted, Lynn, she's been in a coma or whatever. Do you know who I'm talking about, yeah. Janine? Um, where she like realizes that her baby's gone and freaks out and it's so horrific. And that's mm-hmm. obviously months after the fact, so her right. stomach is like flat, flat again, as opposed to still having that, oh, somebody's... There's an emergency. It's nice okay. outside. Um, <laughs> somebody fell off the porch after they had too many Oberons. <laughs> um, so she, you can tell that she was just pregnant because she still got a little like pregnancy pooch. But she, she loses it. I mean, rightly, she goes through the realization that she has lost her child right there. And, and that scene seems, seems to go on. It does forever. go on a while. But I kind of love it. It like, was good though because you need to see it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you think. Oh, now it's going to end. Oh, now it's going to end. Oh, now it's going to end. And then it doesn't. It just doesn't. And we find out that the name that Mother Hildegard gave the baby was Faith. Faith. So, yeah. name of the episode also for all the other reasons I said. She also has a girl, Claire's got a great speech in that bit. It's a lot, a lot of the, like, the first half of the episode is basically just Claire, Claire and Mother Hildegard. Um, but she's got that speech where she says that she hates him and there's not an ocean deep enough right. for her to... to like throw her anger or something like that and, and Mother Hildegard gets a great little line about that later so I just want to point it out also this was the scene where Neil my husband who watches with us was like man Kelly's gonna be pissed at her <laughs> Kelly's still gonna be mad at her and I was like I not feel like the end of the episode no man. not by the no end way. of the episode but at the beginning yeah. I mean she's just had a horrible thing happen to her but then she I don't know Kelly will be mad. And then the priest shows up. There was oh, so yeah. much that happened. And that was really beautiful. And, like, I'm not religious. Um, Julie. Hell no. Yeah. Which uh, is not to say that that there are not lots and lots of really wonderful reasons to be religious or to have faith. Faith. <laughs> um, or anything <laughs> like that. Um, but uh, as opposed to the, like, the little pretty nun, the praying nun, who says she, she'll comfort you, she lost a child too, which made me just want to rage. That's smash. the one. That's the one that I wanted her to launch herself yeah. out of the bed and grab her around oh, the yeah. throat and just give her um, a what for. But... Uh, the, all of the stuff with the priest I thought was just beautiful. It's wise to prepare the soul. So that's how you know that Claire's like she's death's door, basically. Yeah, she, uh, De La Tour, uh, sorry, Madame Hildegard, Mother Hildegard said something about her being in a fever for three days. So she's yeah. like not, she's about to die. It's wise to prepare the soul. And then the priest offers her, her to take confession. And she says, my sins are all I have left. Woof. Oh. And then like just the beautiful comfort and him, um, you know, like dousing her with holy water and performing this, the last rites, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just so beautiful and peaceful, and it obviously didn't give her much comfort, but seemed like a balm in some way. I just thought it was really beautiful. There's only one thing that could be more beautiful than that scene. The next one? <laughs> and that's what happens next. Yeah. So Bhutan has been put at her the foot of her bed to stand guard and to let Mother Hildegard know if something goes wrong and so he's this just chilling great transition where it goes from day to night and so it's in that it's red bed with the curtains around dark and you see his little dog ears he hasn't moved he's just chilling man straight chilling <sighs> and then we see a hooded figure approach the bed and Bhutan doesn't do shit and it's like wait a minute Bhutan for a second he's like rough rough and then, and then the you hear this voice like, go like it's okay little doggy <laughs> 
Go away, that's a doggy. And guess who it is? It's Monsieur Raymond. Oh, of course he is. He, he had it to is Monsieur Raymond. Um, and like a straight up like w- like monkish wizard's cape. He looks like Enigma. Do you remember <laughs> the band, the the chanting monks? That's yeah. what he looks like. Yeah. And he shows up, and this is when I got really excited because they decided to just go. That all this shit is straight from the book. It's only slightly weirder in the book. And I love that they just went for it. They went for the blue aura, and they went for the healing touch and the meridians of the body. And he and he puts starts his, palpating just her body yeah he's just sort of feeling over her body and then he puts his hand inside her and says go for him now go for your scottish gentleman or whatever it is um walker shortbread (laughs) (laughs) oh but again um katrina belf going like just in this it's not romantic at all. No, it's like primal and ugly. And so you're wondering, you're like, well, what was wrong with her that Monsieur Raymond knows? Well, I'll tell you what was wrong with her. They left a little skosh of her placenta up there, and it was rotting inside of her and poisoning her from the inside. Yeah, and he got it out. He got it out. With his magical healing powers. Monsieur Raymond. And he has a blue aura like Claire. What? Mm. What? What? Hmm. So then, is he the one that tells us that Blackjack Randall is still alive, or do we find that from somebody else? Because that happens right after that. When she, I they think tell Mother her. Hildegard tells her. That's right, because he went back to England, and Jamie is in the Bastille. Yeah, in the Bastille. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Bastille. Bastille. Um, <laughs> it's more Arkansas. <laughs> uh, and then, so then Fergus shows up to eventually take her home. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, brings her flowers and asks her to please come home just got me and you see this beautiful shot the coach pulls up and all of the staff of the house are out there and then fergus leans forward in his beautiful little french face he's holding these flowers and he looks so sad and then claire comes out and she's wearing this beautiful blue cape because of course it's blue Mm -hmm. and then suzette just can't deal and she's just crying and then we get that beautiful moment with magnus we already talked about and then it cuts to, she's just weeping, just weeping, and just for people being kind to her and being mm-hmm. back in this place. And then Fergus is brushing her hair. Yeah, that's right. Oh, God. Just trying to make her feel better. She's in her dressing gown, just kind of chilling, and Fergus is just trying to help her feel better. Like the good little dude he is. Ugh. And then he's brushing her hair, and she says that will be enough because she needs some time. He sets the brush down and turns around and sees a couple of bottles of perfume on her bureau or her vanity and has this moment. We know why. Not yet, but we know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he leaves the room real fast. So he is upset by bottles of perfume. Why would that be? Hmm. Um, I would like to say in this moment that, I, that as a person who read the book, uh, I was very proud of Julie for knowing when she saw the bottle that he, when Fergus took the little bottle he actually stole out of his out of his little pocket or hidden under his pillow or wherever it was. She went, oh, "Oil of lavender." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah." I don't even think that got a huge mention in that episode. No, because in the ep- previous episode when he stole it, you didn't see it. This time you saw it when he picked it up, you saw the flower yeah. inside. But you, but lavender oil is the thing he uses to manipulate Jamie right. when, he's, when he's raping Jamie. Right. To make him smell, like associate the smell with sexual pleasure and then like, yeah. It's um, a brainwashing thing. Yeah. So Neil's like, ooh, lavender. I'm like, no, 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 no
Okay, so she that happens. Fergus leaves. She's alone in the room. She's wandering around. She finds the baby spoons. I remember mm. that. It was pretty sad. Yeah, she throws them out of the bed. She's marching mm-hmm. around. She's pissed. She sees them. They bring back out some anger. She's then she goes weeping. into the hallway and starts crying again. There's a lot Ugh. of crying. And it's all totally earned. It's not like, never do you think, God, Mm-mm. that was pretty indulgent. Except for maybe the breaking Madonna. But just the first time. Yeah. Um, it's just like, of course she's sad. Of course she's that sad. But then she hears the sounds of a tiny French nightmare. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Ugh. And she goes upstairs to comfort poor little Fergus who's wee Fergus tossing and turning and then he's having a horrible nightmare and she tries to comfort him and he is not happy and then he tells her what happened and I really thought they weren't going to show it they did they sure did um and it's every bit as upsetting as you think it's incredibly upsetting. I don't even know. Like, can I even say it? I guess I. Ugh. I mean, every. I guess there are people who listen. I just found this out yesterday from Julie. There are people who listen who don't watch the show. So hey, everybody. Hey, Thanks. Dudes. You're awesome. Well, you might not want to listen after I say this. Yeah. Oy. Black Jack Randall, when he he raped Fergus. Yeah. Like, and you just saw it. Straight up raped him. Like, how old is Fergus supposed to be? Like, twelve, yeah, eleven. Something like that. It's rough. His tiny, beautiful, little, curly-haired head is pushed down into the bed, and he's screaming. Janine looks totally shocked. It was oh. really rough, man. Oh, my God. So and that, again, that's is the flashbacks. The so Fergus does the only thing he can do, and he starts screaming, 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 and Jamie hears him and comes in and... What's your face out? What's your face whoa. out? Jamie straight up basically hulks out on Black Jack Randall, picks him up off... <laughs> what he's doing throws him to the ground and starts beating the shit out of him and then as he gets dragged off he screams a duel I demand a duel so the duel is back on so Fergus explains this to Claire so that she knows why the duel happened anyway well and also because that poor little kid and because thinks he's, it's his fault right having a hard Jamie's time that Jamie's in jail and that Claire lost the baby it's just it's all around so awful mm-hmm. the only good thing about that whole scene other than that it's incredibly well acted um, mm-hmm and well directed and that it's totally horrifying it's not graphic but it's like well I mean incredibly horrifying um but Claire gets to do a little mothering like she gets to it's that old adage that sometimes the best way to heal yourself is to heal someone else Mm -hmm. you know um and that's really both of them very well acted little Roman what the fuck is his name we now follow him on Twitter um his bio on Twitter is uh I think it's like French little actor who is 14. Yes. <laughs> Something so like that. I gotta pull Anyway, up. good job, little dude. Yeah. Um, um, Roman Berre. Roman Berre. French little actor who is 14. Boo. And then there's a winky face. Boo. Um, Boo. French little actor. Uh, so, Roman, way to go, dude. You were amazing. So, Claire realizes... Oops, sorry, microphone. Claire realizes that she needs to get Jamie out of the bestie stat. So, she goes to talk to Mother Hildegard, who, wouldn't you know it, is related to somebody in the court or something. She's the goddaughter of a, of a king, of the sun king. Something. Some shit. She's got She's got she's connections. She's got connections. She's, she's mobbed up. So, she... <laughs> Claire's like, I need you to put me in touch with with the king i need an audience with the king because i need to beg uh clemency for jamie i need to get him out of the bestie and she says oh so you have found an ocean deep enough (laughs) snap sick burn (laughs) none so 
<laughs> Mother Hildegard is like, I don't think you know about our king very much, but he's totally going to bone you for this. I mean, he's going to straight up have sex with you. <laughs> and then Claire says, if, if I must lose my virtue, I will add it to the list of things I have already lost in Paris. And if you're keeping tabs, the things she's already lost in Paris include a baby, her husband. Her other husband. Her other husband. A lot. Yeah, well, her independence. Her independence, that's right. Her 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 purpose in life. Her like, ability to, to, I don't know, have France, social niceties. Basically, yeah, basically her sense of humor. Yeah. Like, basically, France sucks. Okay. Yeah, but she did get Fergus, so. That's true. Fergus is the best. Also, I like Suzette. So does she? Um, I don't. I don't have any notes here. Does she go straight? Does it go straight into her? And it's the pretty audience? much. And she wears a dress, this fabulous dress that doesn't look like anything she's ever worn before. It's got the like really extravagant hips, and she's obviously walking to emphasize it in a way she never does. And so the hips are kind of swaying. She's wearing a wig, which I think it's the only mm-hmm. time Claire wears a wig. You can see that there's like a long ponytail. She's got an extension. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the back of the dress is what we were trying to remember what the word for it was. And we came up with waddle. That was wrong. We kept saying, it's waddle back. It's waddle back. And it's a watto. Watto. But, but it's to me forever. Muff. To me forever, it'll be a waddle. Waddle back. Like under a turkey's neck. Yep. Um, she curtsies and it's this like lovely curtsy. And then, oh, just because just just the last time she was there. She got poisoned. She's like, maybe to adorn my cleavage, I shall wear that poison necklace. Mm-hmm. So she does. And as it turns out, that comes in handy. Yep. But first, she gets some some hot chocolate, hot chocolate. from New Spain. And some what oranges. What the fuck is New Spain? Is that Portugal? Maybe. It's got a, is it Portugal? I don't know. Ignorant Americans. Sorry, everybody. Um, and then she gets an orange from his orange grove. Which is a big deal, because even in 1945, like, that's what they gave kids for Christmas. Remember that orange, because it leads to, like, the only kind of funny moment of the whole episode. Oh, mm-hmm. New Spain is actually southwest United States, Mexico, Central America. Oh! Oh, we suck even worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's a straight-up Florida orange. Yeah. <laughs> no, you Florida know? hot chocolates. Florida, Florida hot chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> so, we go through chatting with the king. The conversation is very circular. He's like, but I have an edict against sword fighting. And she's like, yes, but he was provoked. And he kisses both her hands. And like, and I gotta say, it would be easier to be totally skeeved out by Louis if he weren't such a fox. He is a fox. That actor is hot shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, but it's still skeevy. It's still skeevy because he does not actually seem all that sexually interested. He's not in into her. He's just like it's just going a, through like the a motions. Dominating. This thing. is what he's been doing this forever. Is, right. This is the same guy that everybody had to watch poop. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Only he he's not hot in that scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who knows? I'm not sure why. <laughs> Apologies to our listeners who really love scat. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the shitting is not hot. Um, so he, but he kisses both her hands, right? Right. And first he kisses the hand with Jamie's ring on it. And says, this, this your husband, this is his ring. She's like, yeah. And then he kisses her other hand. He says, what is this? So I don't know, some shit. And she says, I was married before. And, and you still wear his ring? And there then comes the line that, that for Julie and I both is our favorite line of the whole episode. He says, should we do it together? Yes. Okay. Your loyalty is most noteworthy. <laughs> well, and it's and then they cut to this shot where you can see the huge royal bed in the foreground, and it's like you're about to get in Your there. Your loyalty is most noteworthy. noteworthy. Now let's do it. But he doesn't have time to do it yet. 
because yeah. he's got more important things to do. She's like, all right, here we go. You can tell she's like girding her lines. And then he's like, this way, madame. And walks her into the fucking home of the Illuminati. Yeah, he straight it was up like just, straight up Da Vinci Code in there. He pushes a wall open. There's a false door. I mean, doy every king. And Julie goes, salt has secret salt door. door. <laughs> He's like, secret door, man. Pushes it open. And then there's another secret door past that. And then you walk into this room that is amazing. Like maybe the most beautiful room in Outlander so far. It's got and that's including like, fucking Versailles. It's got fucking little pinholes in the dome ceiling so it looks like the stars and it's a navy blue ceiling so they're illuminated somehow. It's amazing. This and wallpaper the floor that looks is, like it's been drawn on with pencil. Oh yeah. And oh. the floor is this big marble um, sun chart like the astrology mm-hmm. symbols and everything. So now we know now we know the king is kind of into it. The dark arts, that is. Oh, yeah. He's got a he's got a fixation. And as it turns out, the king, thanks a lot for this crazy rumor you started when you were drunk, Jamie, because the king thinks, well, <laughs> I've got these two dudes who've been accused of sorcery. How convenient that all of a sudden, La Dame Blanche owes me a favor. Yeah, I'm going to take this witch back there and make her judge these people. Yeah. So, and Claire, bless her, is like, Aw, shit, all right, time to get into character. And she does this thing where she puts her her face in front of her. That's why my hands, that's why I sound so muffled as I'm holding my hand in front of my face right now. She puts her hand in front of her face and, like, I see things, my lord. And then it senses, like, visions. She gets real into it. It's great. She but changes the way she walks. It's awesome. The two people that are brought in oh, and yeah. accused of sorcery are none other than Ba-ba-bam. Monsieur Raymond. And... Dick Fox. Dick Fox. Oh. And let's give it up Who for knew? Dick Fox. Yep. Cheers again. Because that guy, his, he's been great in every episode. But in that last We're scene, We're going to pour one out Straight to killed it. Oh, again, terrible choice of words. But just like, God, he was good. So the king basically says, here are these two assholes that have been accused of oh, sorcery. Oh, and Monsieur Foyer is there. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, the executioner. You know, you got to have him around. And he says, now... As since you are La Don Blanche, you got to tell me if these guys are innocent or guilty. So she puts on the old dog and pony show <laughs> that Allison oh, was just it's talking great. about. And then she says, she, like she she gives them both kind of a pass and is like real milk toast. She's like, we all have darkness inside, including Without you. Darkness, there can be no light. Yeah. But so she's she trying also, to get out of it when she's when she's reading. Um, the calm's mind, fake reading his mind. She straight up was like, hey, remember that time you raped my friend and tried to rape me? Mm-hmm. Le disciple. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, and looks real confused. So maybe he didn't? Uh, I think he did. What is he? Oh, he's just acting for the king. And then he straight up admits that he tried to poison her and that she yeah. survived poisoning. So she's a witch and she's like, I don't deny it. I am a witch. I'm a good witch. I'm a good witch, not a bad witch, bitch. Bitch. I am a good witch, like Glenda. Right, yeah. So she goes through this whole thing, but the king is not satisfied (laughs) because it wasn't bloody enough. Oh, and you know, that's also, goddamn, that is also the scene where the good witch uh, says that she knows she's not in Kansas anymore. Mm -hmm. There's some line from The Wizard of Oz. It's that one, isn't it? There's totally, I don't think think it's that one. Was it, was it? um, There's no place, it's not, there's no place like home. Oh, no, it was I'll Miss You Most of All. I'll Miss You Most of All. But she's also not in Kansas anymore. Right. Kansas. So she knows she's playing around here, but the king is like, no, I need some hard proof. Yeah, she tries to basically, even though 
She Dick tries to Fox, save them both. Even though Dick Fox tried to kill her, she tries to save them both. And he's like, uh, one of them's got to die. What do I? This is my entertainment. What the fuck is yeah, wrong with you? Yeah, um, I need to watch my programs. One of these people dying. <laughs> so she's like, well, King, allow me to go over to the evidence because he has all these potions and shit that he caught them with. And he wants to use a snake. He wants to make them handle a snake. And Claire's That's like, right. Don't let that thing out of the cage. Hell no. In fact, put that snake away, sir. <laughs> Save that for later. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. And why don't you just let me give this poison to them and see if they live? So she straight up goes over to the table and picks up what, Allison? Bitter cascara. I swear to God, it should be a fucking sponsor and of this And all three show. of us went, oh! We're all like, same, same. Yeah. Drink so, every time they drink bitter cascara and then don't shit your pants. Yeah. <laughs> so she hands it to Monsieur Raymond first. Of course, he knows what it is. And he's like, oh, God, better to shit my pants than to die, right? So he He's got this it. look on his face like, I really don't want to shit oh, my pants right horrible. now. But then he falls to the ground, and you don't really see this happen. There's this beautiful shot, too. It's, it was the most beautiful shot in the episode, when he falls to the ground. Mm-hmm. And it's shot from beneath him, and the camera is looking up, and, and Claire's head is, like, sort of out of focus, and then the bright white light from above is kind of, like, giving her a halo. It mm-hmm. was fucking gorgeous. So you don't see what Monsieur Raymond is up to. But in the previously on, they reminded you that he's got some skill with sleight of hand. And then she stands up and he hands her the chalice with the bitter cascara in it, or so we think. She takes it into her hand and starts to turn towards Dick Fox to give him a little sip. And then the fucking white stone turns black. Just black. Boom. Poisoned. And the guy, Dick Fox, is like, I don't think I will. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. He's like, nah. And the king is like, yeah, you will. So he has a little baby monologue. Oh, it's just righteous. It's really Let good. me pull up that actor's name. First of all, if you follow us on Twitter, um, you will have already seen that. We, I found a, a picture online, some article um, where uh, they show, his name is Stanley Weber. Stanley Weber. <laughs> um, I don't think you could have a more a American name. There's a picture of him with a Stanley beard. Weber. Look at that shit. I know, he's he's fucking Look hot. at this handsome man, Janine. He's a very handsome oh man. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know, he's very handsome. Janine. So Stanley Weber. Stanley Weber. Stanley Weber. From Paris. Um, cheers to you, man, because good Lord, oh what a way God. to go. He's, so he knows his he's... His birthday's July 13th, everybody. It's oh, it's coming up. up. Happy, happy early birthday, he'll, Dick Fox. He'll be turning, uh, oh, he'll be turning 31 this year. 19, oh, great. Oh, wait, no, 30 this year, 1986. Oh, great, so that guy is two years younger than me. I feel great about myself. Oh, just, yeah. just bringing it around. Just bringing it around. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dick Fox, cheers to you, because you just, like, annihilated so it. So he, first of all, he straight up tells Claire that she's going to suck the devil's cock yeah. in hell. Yeah. He does say that. That's a... It's in subtitles. Yeah. yeah. He, of course, you know, he likes you to speak in French. Who sucks the devil's cock. Oh, you guys said this wasn't going to be fun. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, except he's very upset and is starting to cry. Oh, yeah. Tears. Like, he's, tears are starting like, to come angry out. tears are coming down his face. Because he can't stop oh, what's about to happen. His beautiful dick fox face. And then he's just like, I'll see you in hell. And then he drinks and then has a horrible poisoning death. With a little spit, complete with spit bubbles. But minus shitting his pants. Yeah, he, at least he didn't shit his pants because Raymond stands up and you can tell he's walking a little butt legged. <laughs> yeah, like at maybe, least in my imagination, he's like, gotta keep this in there. I think gotta, maybe Dominic Pinion is butt legged. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so 
Cheers, Dick Fox. Hardly to knew Dick you. Dick Fox, you were great. You did a great job on the show, well, and, and now you're dead. And it is likely that that's the last we'll see of Raymond, at least for a while. Mm. So to Dominique Pignon, too. Just killing it. And Frances de la Tour, we've probably seen the last of her, too. Ugh. At least for a while. Well, I'm mostly sad about Mr. Raymond. Well, he's one of the best characters in all of the books. Last night, when I got an Uber, the first driver that picked, that accepted my hail was named Raymond, and I was just drunk enough to be like, Raymond! <laughs> but then he had to cancel on me, and it really felt appropriate. Uh, so, so that sort of wraps up the... The King's Trial, which is what they're calling it on Twitter. Hashtag King's Trial. I had a funny quote. I had a funny note about this. Okay, hit me. When she did decide that she was going to put on this drag and do this white witch shit, I was like, when did Katrina Balfi turn into Zoe Caldwell? Because that is totally what happened. <laughs> totally. She went straight, like, diva. Like, she was ready. She was ready for this. And she's never yeah. really been a good liar, so she was really working like, it. Like Billy Burke, who I, <laughs> whose name I once forgot in a round of bar trivia that I will never forgive myself for because I was obsessed with Wizard of Oz when I was a kid. I read all of the behind-the-scenes stories, and I did mm. all the shit. And I know every fucking person who was in that movie. And in bar trivia, just once. <laughs> Just once, I forgot Billy Burke. I wrote Billy Piper, who, by the way, was a companion on Doctor Who. That's, That's Rose right. Tyler. And I wrote Billy Piper like a fucking idiot. <laughs> I can't so, believe you remember that. Like, Bill, like, like Billy Burke, Kansas, she says, is the name of the star. And she's just like... She's ready. Her, so the scene is amazing. Sway. Oh, God. Yeah. And now maybe she's thinking she got out of this. Not only did she keep Monsieur Raymond alive, she conveniently killed her enemy. And then is going to get to leave. No, no. Nope. It's time there for... still the matter of payment. Droit de seigneur, as in the right of the Lord. I think you know what I'm saying. So she sits down on the bed. He pushes her back and then straight up, really workmanlike, takes out his wang, puts it in, pumps like three times, and then leaves. Yep. And there's this um, uh, great Basically, shot that mirrors <laughs> that one at the beginning, the one where um, where Claire, you see her head on the hospital bed and she's same. all pale. And it's the exact same shot, only it's her like beautifully made up face with the wig on the king's bed, just staring up. And oh my God, I, I lied. There was another funny thing. I don't even think I wrote this down. I laughed so hard. Um, she says, I closed my eyes and, and thought of England. England. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Literally, a literal use of I closed my eyes and thought of England. While the king's just like, Un. no, oh shit, that was Spanish. Un, deux, de, trois, trois. Uh, fin. fin. <laughs> but it, he didn't climax. Yeah, you it could was, tell it that was it was a power just play. like, yep. it was just like, I got to put my dick in you, bitch. Boom, boom, boom. I did it. And then he <laughs> walks away, buttons up, turns around and looks at her like, why are you still here? And gestures towards his door. So get out. And she stands up, turns, kind of like half curtsies, picks up that fucking orange and walks What's out. That? Like, you think I'm leaving this? I need my citrus. Hell no. <laughs> Fuck scurvy. Here, I'm taking this orange too. Mm, 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 mm. Out. And she walks out and then probably throws up as soon as she gets her yeah. In that section in the books, which again, very close, it's very, very similar, um, there's uh, straight down to the poison necklace and everything, there's this awful description of uh, before the king like sticks it in, 
he kind of like lubes himself up with some kind of baby oil or some shit and then does the same thing to her again workmanlike like got to get the job done and then yeah, so yeah, when yeah. she's walking and of course nobody wears undergarments in these times right there aren't nobody's got like panties so um, so Julie when you and Kelly last week were talking about like how much do you have to bleed to get all the bitch blood in your stockings well part of the reason there was so much blood in her stockings is because she's not wearing underwear it's just right it's, it's just down. like it's very what does Scott's ha- Scotsman wear under his kilt zero what God intended um uh, so there's this awful description of her feeling her oily thighs rubbing together as Disgusting. she's walking out. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Ugh. So um, so then she goes home, and Jamie's there, Jamie and gets on, gets on out of jail with... We realize that he's been in jail just long enough to grow the shittiest fake beard I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Willy Willy beard. It was really bad. It was like little magnets that if you shook it hard enough would have fallen off of his you face. Know, it was actually so bad that I wonder if maybe it was real. Like I wonder if, because I cannot, the, the show that made that amazing pregnancy belly and that did all that amazing bruise work and that made Claire look so much thinner. Right. I actually wrote that down somewhere too that she, you can tell they made her face look like wan mm-hmm. and like she'd lost a lot of weight. Um, so maybe that's actually maybe just he, maybe Sam Huan should just never grow a beard because it was not a good beard. But I cannot imagine that a show that does all that other shit that that's well. That's what I felt too. I was just like, there's no way. But it was you it guys. Was sh- it was it was shitty. shitty. I mean, don't get me it wrong. Was he laughable. still looked hot. He still looked real. Well, hot. he looked haunted. He looked like he had just gotten out of a French prison. If yes. you know what I'm saying, it he was not like good. Somebody wouldn't grow a very good beard. Yeah, no. Yeah. Great Ma- facial structure. Not oh, great. Yeah. Let's yeah. add that to the list of things he's not good at. Number one, sailing. Yep. He's not a good seaman. Number two, growing facial hair. He can't, I, and he can't sing. And singing. I, I think that's it. I think we've topped out at the three things that he can't do. So, uh, And he's not good at successfully not waiting a year to kill somebody. <laughs> Sorry. He's not good at waiting to kill somebody. Yeah. Or hurt some, maim somebody, dick stab somebody. Oh, yeah. So here By we go. Way, I don't think Claire knows about the dick stab yet. In the book, she finds out about the dick stab basically as soon as she and Jamie start talking. But I don't think she knows that the stab was a dick stab. Right, because we haven't had her reaction to knowing that possibly now Frank doesn't exist. Yeah. But anyway, so now it's time for the knockdown drag out. Oh, Jesus, it's so good. It's rough. So here they are. People who are very much in love with each other but have been having a very, very, very difficult time um, ever since they came to France. Jamie, of course, was locked in prison when all this shit went down with Claire. So she is feeling that a little bit. He's feeling the fact that he wasn't there. And then here's where maybe, maybe Kelly will accept (laughs) that Claire finally understands it. And it's because she does what women do throughout history and blames herself for everything (laughs) (laughs) well but also does what women do throughout history and self-reflects yes that's right (laughs) uses that handy emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. janine is very emotionally intelligent thanks Mm -hmm. that's true but a lot of dudes not so much A lot of dudes also not good at the bean flicking. I'll say this about Jamie. High emotional intelligence, great bean flicking skills. Can't sing. Like maybe the best bean flicker. Yeah. I mean, Listen, based that, on what I've seen. His list is not a bad list. <laughs> that is a good list for oh, a dude. He can also cook. That comes back later. He's usually what? the cook. Claire's not a very Lord. good cook. I know. Mm-mm. And he can knit because that was just a thing that dudes knew how to do back then. Right. Uh, nets and shit. Yeah. But also just he had to be able to fix his own socks sometimes. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And, he, you know, he speaks a bazillion languages. Language, whatever. Yeah. Okay. He, but he can't grow let's a beard not, for shit. That list of what he's good at will go on too long. So let's just... Let's just <laughs> cut that. Let's edit that. He's really that. good at wearing a kilt. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, he's also really good at wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> they fight, but it's more like wounded animals pawing at each other because they're both just so wasted. It starts with Jamie. You can't even see his face. And he says, I don't even know if it was a boy or a girl. And she doesn't tell him for like 30 seconds. Yeah, she makes it Oh, it's awful. And then like smash. We cut back to her on the day that she couldn't stop saying, I want my baby over and over again until they give it to her. And they give her the baby. And then and you fucking can, Louise shows up. That you can also just a side note as far as like design of the show, the prop stillborn baby is really good because it is you can tell it wasn't full term, like the toes are still fused. Yep. And the eyelids are still um like closed, like hooded closed. And it has this beautiful red hair. And it has little red wispy hair. <sighs> but they bring her the baby in the morning to show her the truth and then, you know it's an old trope and it's probably I would assume based in truth she can't let her go she so holds she's on holds to on to her and sings to her for like the whole day and like when hours. she's and when she's singing we watched if you if you're watching either on stars or through Amazon star subscription they do a great like making of the episode thing afterward and usually it's like this is how we made the pregnancy belly or this is how this flight was filmed blah 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 and it's great little factoids uh, but this time it was basically just about like Jesus Christ Katrina Belfin really knows what she's doing doesn't she yeah. mm-hmm. um, and they talked about they had this whole piece of voiceover about how she doesn't remember very much about her mother but one of the things she remembers is that she would sing to her and that was going on while the singing was happening and she did so well they just cut it they, they cut like, the voiceover we don't over. need anything else yeah. we're just going to listen to this poor shattered woman sing this song to her dead baby which she I does told for you it like wasn't very hours. fun Janine yeah just sing it and then Louise shows and up and then the nuns are like we we cannot get that baby away from her so what are we going to do we're going to call Louise in we're going to call her girlfriend because you know what you do when your when your girl is like broken and shattered, you call her lady friend. Mm-hmm. You do. You and just so Louise do. comes in and is has a beautiful moment with her. Uh, and that actress has been great the whole time. Claire, mm-hmm. Claire Simone. Claire. Ooh, ooh her name is Claire. Claire. Interesting. Um, she's uh, she's so funny, and there's the waxing, and there's all like she's been great the whole series or season so far right but just the look on her face looking at her friend and she's pregnant and she just like puts her hands over her stomach like reflexively and then drops them and walks up and has this hushed conversation with her and then finally says can I hold her yeah and then Clara looks up and says I can't let her go and she says Michelle it's time and she takes the oh my god it was yeah I know it was rough man but it was so, it was just like, this is what I say, this is what I mean by they gave every French actor that was on the show, like, a really good chance to just do something killer. Right. And this woman who's mainly, mainly been comic relief, <laughs> <laughs> just, um, just like, straight. She did a great job. Like so that was, park. that was a flashback, because that scene happens while Jamie and Claire are arguing. Mm-hmm. So that's Jamie, that's Claire explaining to Jamie what happened at the hospital. And so Jamie takes all this in. It's rough. And then what does he, does she, does she just straight up say, let's just go back to Scotland? No, just- he says, I want to know if there's anything I can do, something like that. First, they both blame themselves, and it's, it's just fucking heartbreaking it's really great and she's and he says what can i do she says take me home to scotland 
And he just says Scotland. Scotland. And then it shows them go to the cemetery in the churchyard and take one of the spoons from the baby gift set and put them put it on Faith's tombstone. And you don't see them touch in the whole episode. They're super far apart in that one scene they have together. And then she just reaches out and takes his hand and they just kneel at the grave of their baby. Mm-hmm. And leave the spoon there and just hang out with their dead baby. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I forgot to mention the costuming of the argument scene was really interesting. So Jamie just got back from the jail, so he's all haggard and weird. But Claire is dressed up like a general. Yeah, she's wearing a dress we've seen before. Right, but it's like but got it's this like militaristic chain and like she looks like she's ready to fight. Yeah. To go to war. So they have the argument. They tat their love back together. <laughs> they go to have closure with faith and then i guess we're led to believe that that's it for france it might be i mean it really might be the Mm -hmm. the next week it's pretty clear that next week we will be back in scotland but i don't know if there'll be like a last farewell scene in france Mm -hmm. i I sort of think not Mm -hmm. i mean i suppose they have to wait for murder to get back yeah because he's off in fucking poland (laughs) all they have to do is send him a text and just let him know Oh, wait. (laughs) Went to Scotland. BRB. BRB. Um, No, they got to wait for the pample moose. Also, so we've decided, because we loved uh, Neil's pudding throat so much, and he says so many funny things while we're watching, that we're going to just let him have one line per episode. Uh, that that he gets to sound off on, and it's it's just going to always be something he says organically, and then we just have him repeat it into a microphone. So this <laughs> is going to be this week's entry. Janine's going to play it for you in just a second, and this was what Neil said after um, after Claire said, "Take me home to Scotland." He said this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know what, Charles won't be there. At least Charles won't be there. He Mark might turn me. Up and, Mark, Mark me. me. Charles won't be there. Charles won't be there. You know what? If that guy who plays Charles is great, but if we have to trade one episode of Pamplemousse for one episode of No Charles, who was also not in this episode, fine. I'll take it. Yeah. Mark me. I'll take that deal. Mark me. I don't need to see you for one episode. Yeah, please. it's fine. Oh, but he'll be back. Don't worry. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but it, I just, Jesus, it was great. Do you think it was the best episode of the season so far? I, uh, well, it was definitely the best that Claire has done. <clears throat> it was it was the best acted, just based on her alone. Um, I really liked the Versailles episode, but I think that this one was more grounded, more, yeah, I would say it's the best episode, but it's also like, sad you know it's it's sad that it's not there's no sexy times it's sad that there's no comic relief it's just a great episode of television but it's also fucking depressing yeah i think, yeah. I think you guys said it right this is the emmy episode this oh, is yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean it, it may just be that the show's emmy episode for the year yeah. um i mean mm-hmm. certainly well, i don't know how much listeners know about the way that emmys work but you have to submit um specific episodes for consideration um, and based on the size of your role, you submit one or you submit, if you're a supporting actor, I think you submit two, maybe it's three, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and the same goes for writers and directors. You have to submit specific episodes. And I'm sure that the director will be submitting it. I know that she will. I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Claire's got plenty of great shit coming up, but I cannot imagine. Like, um, it's so Claire-centric, and she's mm-hmm. just so fucking good. Yeah, she did a great job. Ugh. Um, so we should do that scale. Okay. Yeah. Oh okay. Oh my god. 
Uh, this is going to be hard. <laughs> All right. So on a scale of, let's say, I was going to say the Big Bang Theory, but that seems awfully colorful. Let's say on a scale of um, Law & Order SVU to... Um, Referee's bird training. Oh, oh no. <laughs> to the bird cage. Where are we on a costume scale? Oh, wow. Well, I'm glad you started with costumes. Um, I'm going to go way closer to the birdcage on this one because of we get to see the king and his shit is tight. We get to see Dick Fox and his shit is always tight. And Raymond. And Raymond with, this, with the Enigma cloak, which is awesome. But also Claire has that amazing green dress that she goes to Louise's the court Louise's dress in. is great. Louise's dress is great. Uh, okay, so the birdcage is my high one. Yep. I'm going to go Zoolander. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like right up there. Mm -hmm. Right up there. Fashionable. Fashionable. Okay. Um, on a scale of, uh, let's say, Law & Order Original, Ugh. Law & Order Vanilla, um, uh, to... Speed. Um, how often do you need to get up to get a beer? D don't. Like, there were definite times in this episode where I was holding my breath. Is it like speed only more than speed? I think it, it's as it's, it's close to speed as an episodic television show can get. Like, it's everything happens really fast. There's not a lot of waiting. And in the, the moments that are given time to breathe are so necessary and well acted that you want to watch them like for instance her arrival back home where they take forever to her for her to walk down the gauntlet of yeah. her house staff it takes forever but it's so beautiful and man i'm just saying why don't i have a recliner with a refrigerator in its butt <laughs> yeah that uh, on a scale of law and order to speed it's why don't i have a recliner with a refrigerator in its butt <laughs> it's um it's I, well it's the rare episode of television that's both very plot heavy and almost entirely character driven. Right. So like it it's just all about the acting, but you're hanging so on much it. happens. You're There's not a it. wasted moment in yeah. the whole episode. Even her just picking up that orange, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. If only it's because good. it's like one of only two funny things that happens in the whole episode. Mm -hmm. She's just like, and I'm fucking taking this orange with me. God damn it, I am nothing else. <laughs> This is Awful. delicious. Okay. Um, and on a scale of, oh, God. I don't even know if we can. I don't know. Um, Schindler's List to uh, nine and a half weeks. Where is it on the bone scale? Is it Schindler's List? Oh, God. It's pretty much Schindler's well, List. Well, no, it's got to be a little bit it's, higher than that. Sophie's Choice? Because woof. it's, because she, you know. She, she does have she, to, like. She does have to, to get laid. She does have to give herself up to the Dwight. It's not sexy, though. But her pretending to be a witch was kind of hot. Oh, but then Fergus. Oh, Fergus. Dude, it's, I don't even, I have nothing for that scale this we time. We abstain. Yeah, we abstain. We're like New York in a Senate vote. We abstain. <laughs> that was, a, I think, a John Adams joke. <laughs> Shut up, John. <laughs> There's a 1776 joke for all of our rabid music theater listener fans. Who, we're just like, but there hasn't been a musical reference this week. Done. Um, I promise we'll get one in every week. And if we were going to miss one, it would have been last week. And Kelly just nailed it. Right she didn't for even us. mean to. Too. It was totally organic and amazing. So, um, 
Uh, next week, Julie will be back in Arkansas mm-hmm. telling everyone about the Bastille. Bastille. Um, and I'll be here with Allison, and mm-hmm. she's great. It's going to be um, awesome. If you want a, like a, a hint, a little taste of uh, exactly how quickly we talk, um, it's like it's like Gilmore Girls, but with swearing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can we uh, we released a, a video podcast that Janine produced for us of um, uh, the music of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend season one, uh, and that's on YouTube on my YouTube channel, which I, I guess I'll just put it in my Twitter profile, and that way you can see it if you want to see it. Um, again, Julie's now on Twitter. Ugh, follow whatever. her. I don't even Julie know how to Starby. do it. I suck at it. You'll figure it out. Um, follow us on Twitter, and most importantly, if you're enjoying the show, please write a review on iTunes. We're all, it's, I can tell people are looking for it, because now we come up as a suggested search and shit, and that's great, and thank you to all of you who are listening, um, but please write a review so that it doesn't say, we do not have enough feedback to give an average. <laughs> and what... We we looked it up yesterday, and if you search Outlander, was that what it was? We're in like the top ten. We're, number, we're like ten or eleven yeah, or something, something like so that. And if you search review. Podlander Drunkcast, we come up right away. Uh huh. Yeah. Just of Outlander. Just of Outlander hey, stuff. I know it's still pretty cool. righteous. What up, top ten? So you guys, uh, we definitely have the best name though. It, that is true. <laughs> that no shade, like all shade. That people get there's some and there are some other really specific ones there's one that's just about and th- this is someone who's also hello to you who's also said something on twitter to us um does a great podcast specifically about the music in outlander which i think is really cool and very interesting um and there's an official stars one um and i'm sure all of the podcasts are great but they're all like the scott and the sassanet uh, or um, but the, that's the, i like that outlander cast i really like the scott and the sassanet because it 100 percent appeals to my bodice ripper needs mm-hmm. like that's like a book with fabi i want it yeah totally yeah. Mm-hmm. that's good um so that's all for this week once again i'm allison and i'm julie and we're drunk uh, <laughs> <laughs> um say, thank you two-hearted yeah Always. thanks two-hearted and beguile uh say goodbye janine hey bye all right we'll see you next week bye